Greetings, bibliophiles, to five author questions, or 5AQ, presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library, the podcast that attempts to delve into the minds of writers using only five questions. My name is Kevin King. I'm the head of community engagement here at the Kalamazoo Public Library. And I'm Sandra Farrick, head of Youth Services. So, Sandra. Yes. Talk to me. I want to talk to you. <laughs> How are things going with you lately? Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I know. It's, it's bananas. It is bananas. So Sandra is, is still pretty new to the Kalamazoo Public Library and quite busy. I mean, it's eight months and I feel like I've done eight years of work already. Mm-hmm. So well, I guess that's how life is here in Kalamazoo. It is here. It's, it's you know, you'd think it would be slower than, than New York City, but it's... You would think. You would think. No, it's no, not. it's not. It's not, it's not. So just to let you know, if you want to follow us on the Instagram, it's at five authors, author questions, not authors, five author questions. On Twitter, it's at author five, and in both you spell five out, F-I-V-E. If you want to email us, you can email us at podcasts, plural, at kpl.gov. And as always, you like, share, and subscribe to 5AQ. Pause, go do it, get a drink, come back, right? They should have had the drink at the ready. That's true. We do. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> Katie Zhao is a 2017 graduate of the University of Michigan with a BA in English and Political Science and a 2018 Master's of Accounting at the same university. She is the author of the Dragon Warrior series, Bloomsbury Kids, the forthcoming How We Fall Apart, Bloomsbury Kids, forthcoming Last Gamer Standing from Scholastic, and forthcoming Winnie Zhang series from Random House Children's Books. She's a passionate advocate for representation in literature and media. So for more on Katie, go to her website, katiezow.com slash home. So, you know, as there's a lot of books we just read. Yes. I'm going to tell you, so, you know, I'm going to tell you about a few of them. First of all, the one coming up in August, How We Fall Apart, Nancy, oh, Katie, am I going to pronounce the last name wrong? Nancy Lou and her friend. Lou, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and her friends at an elite Manhattan prep school um, after their best friend turned rival Jamie Rune is found dead. But once Jamie's death is ruled a homicide and an anonymous figure threatens to expose everyone's deepest, darkest secrets on the school's social media app, Nancy decides to find the real killer, even if it's one of her friends. And Last Gamer Standing coming out September 21st. Reina is up is the up-and-coming junior amateur esports gamer competing in a VR battle royale against L monsters and human player AI monsters? Excuse me, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> and human players. But despite Reina's rising popularity and skills, no one knows who she is. Gaming is still a boys' club, and to protect herself against trolls and their harassment, she games the mysterious the Ruiner. Winnie Zhang series, summer twenty twenty two. Welcome to 5AQ, Katie. All right. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. So we have five questions coming at you, and it's our show. And if we have a follow-up question, it doesn't count towards the five. Okay? Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Great. All right. Question one. Could you tell us about the catalyst for the use of such strong young female characters in your books? So, Katie, who do you most resemble, the warrior, the detective, or the gamer? Um, this is a great question because I feel like when I, whenever I write a book, I'm putting a piece of myself from a, a different period of my life into the story. So, for example, with the the Dragon Warrior, um, Baron is a twelve year old warrior girl, 
And in that book, she's really interested in trying to figure out her identity within the world, basically trying to figure out who she is in relation to friends and family. Um, and when I was 12 years old, I was not a warrior. I went to school. Um, I was in middle school, but I was also very concerned with trying to find, you know, ways in which I could see myself in books and media. Um, and when I was 12, there wasn't much representation at all. So it was very difficult for me to, you know, learn how to be proud of my heritage when I never really saw it represented. So that was the struggle that I wanted to put in um, for Farron. Uh, I definitely don't relate to the part of her where she's like a, an amazing warrior, though, because I'm very <laughs> klutzy. Um, I, I just I could never live that warrior life. Um, and then for Nancy in How We Fall Apart, she's like a detective. And I mean, the reason why she's so concerned with solving this mystery is because if she doesn't, then her reputation and her life will be in shambles. And she's worked so hard to have the perfect grades, the perfect friends and create this perfect life for herself. Um, and a lot of it also comes from the pressure that she has from her mother, who is an immigrant. And that was something I also felt very deeply in high school. Just, I mean, there was no murder that happened, thankfully, but I was very concerned with trying to be a perfect daughter and get into like top universities. Um, so I put that part of myself in that book. And then um, with Reina as a gamer, um, it's that the themes in Last Gamer Standing are more similar to the Dragon Warrior because Reina again is very concerned with her identity, um, and she's very she really wants to pursue a non traditional career, which is becoming a gamer. Mm -hmm. And I think parents are slightly more open to that now because we see like with Fortnite, for example, like it's really taken off, and there are kids who are like Reina's age or a little older who are making like a fortune yeah. off of uh esports streaming which is really cool to see um but reina has a hard time convincing her parents that she would do well as an esports player because they come from a very traditional background and that's been much of my struggle like trying to convince my parents that yes i can do this writing thing no i'm not going to starve <laughs> uh -huh. like it's fine if i'm not a lawyer or a mm -hmm. doctor um you know the world has changed a lot and we see like more and more people are able to make their livings off of non-traditional work. Um, so yeah, those were little pieces of myself, little fragments that mm -hmm. I wanted to explore in each of these books. So I, I don't know if that answers the question. No, totally. I don't know yes. if I can choose one yeah. over the other. I think I relate to all of them in some way. Yeah. So I just noticed that the, uh, in How We Fall Apart, the, uh, the detective's name is Nancy. Say the, the last name again for me. Law. So it's like Nancy Drew. Is that done on purpose? So I, it actually wasn't on purpose, um, but I did choose the name Nancy because uh -huh. I wanted, well, I feel like the name Nancy is very, I don't want to say like, I don't know what the word is, but you know, it sounds like a very proper name. It mm -hmm. sounds like the name of somebody who does everything perfectly and uh -huh. would never do horrible things to anyone. Uh -huh. um, and so I, I wanted that to, I wanted that name um, to represent Nancy because they want her to be like, that kind of person on the surface but then as you get to know her you realize oh she's not such a nancy after all gotcha <laughs> no nice i just when you were talking about her as a, de a detective i was just like oh perfect nancy drew. <laughs> nancy drew i love it so question number two especially during this time how do you practice self-care oh this is a tricky question um 
I mean, honestly, like I'm pretty bad at self-care. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's hard to do in this career because like, if you're not careful, then it, this is the kind of career that career that could consume you. Um, because so much of being an author is really outside of our control. Like we can control putting our best foot forward. We can control, um, actually that's about it. That's, that's about mm-hmm. like, you know, how, how well we write the book. That's about all we can control. Um, and you know, if the book sells or, mm-hmm. you know, how well does it sell? Um, is it enough for you to get the next book deal? Like all of that is outside of our control. And so, um, for me, it was pretty easy in the past to get trapped in like this constant hamster wheel where I'm like, all right, you know, I, I sold one book, but I have to think about the next book because if I want this to be a career, then I need to keep going and going. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 2020 was a year where I really was, I reflected a lot on how I'm going to stay in this career long-term and staying means learning self-control. So mm-hmm. I've been spending more time with family, um, spending more time in nature, uh, working out is something I like to do just to like de-stress. And, um, in the winter, it was hard to do that because I, I can't go to a gym now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very cold outside in Michigan. Yeah. So I didn't do much of that, but, um, the weather is getting nicer now. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, pursuing, you know, just outdoor activities a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to read, uh, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. So that's another <laughs> way that I, uh, like to unwind, mm-hmm. um, watch TV shows or listen to music, just, you know, anything that's kind of relaxing and, um, isn't you know necessarily part of my career um i think that's all great oh and i developed a tiktok obsession (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i've been doing that a lot (laughs) that's great uh yeah that's quite popular now the tiktok i hear about all the cool tiktok people are you doing tiktok videos or are you just watching Uh, them (laughs) i'm also doing them (laughs) all right so tell tell the listeners how to find you on tiktok oh to get more followers (laughs) I don't Wonder, know if she wants the... that. Oh, you don't want that? Okay. <laughs> Just search her out. Well, it is like my author account. Um, oh, I guess see. I can plug it at the end with yeah. all my others. So Sounds sure. good. Let's plug it at the end. It's funny how a lot of the authors we've talked to have really admitted that self-care is hard. Well, yes. But but I think yeah. maybe we're doing a service to them by reminding them they need self-care. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So if you feel healthier at the end of this podcast, <laughs> you can thank us. <laughs> FYI, I am also very bad at self-care. Yeah. But well, I will promote it to everyone who will that's right. listen. That's right. <laughs> All right. Question three. If you could pick a theme song for your life, what would you choose and why? Ooh. So I have been listening to Olivia Rodrigo's new album. I think it just dropped today. Um, I've had it on loop like all day. Uh, Sour, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Um, so honestly, like, I feel like her songs really, I don't know if they could be the theme for my entire life, but I Mm -hmm. think especially for my thriller, How We Fall Apart, like her songs are very like angsty and full of like, you know, heartbreak and heartache and yearning. And just, they give me, they remind me so much of like the way that I felt in my teens. And I didn't even have a breakup or anything. Like I didn't date at all in high school, but like her her songs are so filled with like emotion in the lyrics and you, you just, you can just feel like she feels very lost. Um, she feels like all these different emotions. And that was me in high school, just like feeling a lot of emotions. Um, 
And I mean, I consider like college rejections. That was like my heartbreak um, <laughs> or like wait lists and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think like, you know, with me listening to that album uh, today and just thinking about my upcoming books, like that's probably what reflects my life the most right now. What's your favorite song on the album? It's probably driver's license. Is I know it? that's like her most popular mm-hmm. one too. Uh, I mean, I think it's popular for a reason. I just think <laughs> it's really great, but they're all really good. Did you see the center live sketch based on that? No, I don't oh, think I did. It's so funny. You gotta go back and watch that. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then she came out with the, no, not, it was, there was Deja actually vu. Yeah. 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 Deja way. vu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good too. So it's very angsty and mm-hmm. heartbreaky. And yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been hearing a lot about her at home. From my, my, my daughter, daughter. says <laughs> my daughter says that the driver's license song is all over TikTok. I think that's where oh, she yeah. was found, right? Or not found or discovered. That's when she was discovered was TikTok, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Like TikTok has really been doing amazing things for mm-hmm. the music industry. Yeah. Well, good for the. I think social media and the internet in general has democratized music, and people that never would have been found are now being found, which I think is. Really Yep. Yeah. So question number four, if you could travel back in time to interview someone for a book project, who would you visit? I would want to visit um, V.E. or Victoria Schwab. Um, mm. And I would want to ask her about her adult book, Vicious, which mm-hmm. I think was her adult debut. Um, and the reason for that is because like Victoria has been an inspiration for me for a very long time. Um, I think like it was like early college or maybe late high school. So around gosh, like six ish years ago, um, when I first read her book vicious, um, and it's, it's like this, like, uh, super villain to, uh, boys, Victor and Eli, who are, um, studying at this university. Mm-hmm. So it has dark academia vibes. Um, and then, you know, you, you see them become each other's enemy and it's so great. Um, and when I read about her, like the story behind that book, um, Victoria talked about something that I think a lot of authors think about a lot, which is, you know, what, what happens when your first book isn't necessarily a breakout, um, and you feel like your career isn't where you want it to be. Um, do you give up or do you keep going? Um, and Victoria is one of those authors who, like her, her debut, The Near Witch, wasn't necessarily a breakout. I actually think um, it did pretty poorly in, in that it was out of stock within whatever season after it was published. Um, but she kept going. And then Vicious was like her fourth or fifth book. And it became the book that started to launch her career. So I would want to go back in time, ask her about the process behind writing that book and how she kept going. Because... Like if it, if it feels impossible to even get the first book deal, like getting that first book deal and then having the book tank, like how do you pick yourself back up and keep mm-hmm. going and keep writing the next book? Um, I just think I would love to uh, just interview her and hear about how she got herself to keep going. Well, hearing about that, you sounds like you like dark academia. It's not surprising you went to University of Michigan. <laughs> oh, I had to get one in there at some point. I had to get one in there at some point. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, Dark Academia is like, it's very obsessed with like secret societies mm-hmm. and like, yeah. 
like dark happenings at school. And I, I'm just going to say I wasn't involved in any of that, but oh. I know there were secret societies mm-hmm. going on. And I know people were very competitive um, and like not, not, I, so I did an English degree, English and political science. So it wasn't like cutthroat or anything. Yeah. Um, it was actually compared to my high school experience. It was like way more chill, nice. but I had friends at like the engineering school and they oh. were like, this is like the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like curving the tests and everything. Like all of it was just, it was so cutthroat. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to relive my college experience. There you go. <laughs> All right. Question five. What fictional character have you always wanted to meet in real life and why? Ooh, this is a good question. Um, gosh, I've, yeah, I feel like there would be so many, but uh, I would say Percy Jackson, actually, um, just because the Percy Jackson series was one of like my greatest loves as a child. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being Percy's exact age when the first book came out. Um, and it was like me and a bunch of other people in my sixth grade class. Like we all got into the series together. And then um, like we all kind of grew up with Percy because uh, we would all age up one year and every year there'd be a <laughs> Percy book. Yeah. And I just think Percy is like, he's such a great character. And there's a reason why so many readers, even like my age now um, who grew up with Percy, like we still like have so much nostalgia for the series because he was a hero who was kind of like, you know, not, not typical, like he has ADHD, but it actually turns out to be one of his like greatest powers. Um, and like, he seems like a slacker, like a kid who can't do well, but all those qualities are what make him into this like really powerful, like figure. Um, and, uh, I mean, to me, I thought it was just really cool to see a character like that and, uh, to see him be, you know, just like really witty and relatable. Um, I think he would just be really cool to meet and like get to like hear his thoughts. I'm sure he would have lots of funny things to say. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to that? Isn't there's like a Percy Jackson camp every year in Texas? Is there? Yeah, it looks so cool. I my, didn't know that. Yeah, because my daughter always wanted to go every year. <laughs> like, <laughs> my daughter, who's my oldest daughter now, she's always wanted to go to the Percy Jackson camp. So Is she really I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of cool. I mean, it's like literally like a day camp or a day camp, and you do all these Percy Jackson type things. Huh. Yeah. Is she listening to the read alongs? Oh yes, you, yes, we are doing read alongs to the Percy Jackson book uh, that you can catch on our on our KPL TV or on YouTube. Ooh. So yeah. So now you know five questions. They they come so fast, but. Uh, we kind of have a bonus six question here, which is for you. What's now or next for Katie Zhao? Ooh, uh, so I have two projects that are I'm currently sort of working on. Um, one of them I'm trying to prepare to like show to publishers, hopefully this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a young adult and it's going to be an urban fantasy. Think like the mortal instruments meets like six of crows or the gilded wolves. So it's going to be uh, set at a school. So there's going to be dark academia vibes again. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm trying not to say too much. Uh, no, say a bunch of stuff. So this becomes a really popular podcast. <laughs> Spill your it, guts. Um, like the breaking yeah. news. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. I just dropped like all my like secret news here. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, but it's 
I'll say it, it's it's got some Chinese mythology, but it's mm-hmm. also got like some cool creatures of like urban fantasy that I've read in Western novels that I really love. Um, and there is a heist involved that's mm-hmm. sort of that's related to um, Chinese art that was stolen um, during the Opium Wars and oh, never cool. returned. So. Oh, Lots of moving pieces, but I'm really excited for that one. And then I'm also hoping to write an adult fantasy. Um, it's still like in the works, but it'll be inspired by Chinese American history. And uh, I mean, I, that's pretty much all I got so far, but I'm hoping to continue working on that one. Well, and I then, would, of course, yeah. oh, I was going to say, I also have yeah. like more. I have more ideas, but those aren't even like, I'm not even thinking about them yet. They're yeah. just like little pitches in my mind. Well, hearing about upcoming books and stuff you're working on just makes me feel like I don't do much during the day. <laughs> I was very tired just reading what she has coming. Well, right? She's like 20 years younger than us. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that matters. Yeah. She's just a little too, she's a little overachiever. Next time I see her, I'm going to trip her. <laughs> Not really. I you first. Oh, <laughs> dang. She got me. She did get you. She got, she got you back. Me. She did. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining us. It's been a joy. I hope that when the p- pandemic is over, uh, we can bring you to the west side of Michigan to come visit our library and do some in-person visits. That would be great. Yeah, I would love to visit. That would be so great. So uh, thanks again to Katie Zhao. Thanks for listening to another episode of Five Author Questions presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss an episode. And finally, we leave you with a quote from an author, Richard Hughes. All that nonfiction can do is answer questions. It's fiction's business to ask them.